Experience the all-new Mazda CX-60 at MSL Park Motors Mazda from October 17th to 22nd for an exclusive test drive. Mazda's first plug-in hybrid SUV is also the most powerful and luxurious we have ever built. Test drive it at MSL Park Motors Mazda Navan Road, Dublin 7, October 17th to 22nd. New Mazda CX-60 plug-in hybrid, crafted in Japan. Happy Halloween time! I'm Roz Hernandez. I'm a comedian and the host of the paranormal comedy podcast, Ghosted by Roz Hernandez, produced by Starburns Audio. On my podcast, I talk to famous people, comedians, experts, and listeners about all things paranormal. We're talking Ouija boards, poltergeists, aliens, psychics, demons, Bigfoots, and of course, ghosts. My podcast is weekly, all year long. And I've got over three years of episodes currently available for all your spooky needs. Recent guests include Patton Oswalt. But it felt like the minute I walked away from the monitors and I couldn't see anything, that's when the ghost started moving around. Naomi Ekparrigan. A ghost isn't like somebody, it's not like a return. It's like somebody who was like, mm, I don't feel like leaving. And Chris Colfer. Whatever it was slowly just disappeared. And that's when I knew, oh, that that was a, that was not a person. Subscribe to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you get podcasts. Crab Feast, you know what it's all about. This is the Crab Feast, I'm yelling fuck that, you ain't gotta ask me, cause you can trust that, every Tuesday, you already knew though, Orion Sick, soccer Star, Juco, above ground cool goes better than most, Jay Larson, self-diagnosed, go down low this week, last week, here we go again, fuck the Crab Feast, it's the job. Back to the crab feast, No, the crab feast for that ant. Good to touch your pitch, sickle. Man. That was Come an on. interesting one. I don't know what happened. That was a, a little bit erratic. Uh, always coming off the heels of last week's. <laughs> that was perfect. Always good to be here with you, sickle. And Feast Nation, always good to be here with you. Uh, I don't have a lot to promote. I'm doing uh, La Jolla in October, first week. Love to have you guys coming out to that. And uh, I have some other stuff that will be coming up at some point. I'll mention it. But So let me just take my time to say how much I appreciate you guys and always, always am impressed with how much people give us positive feedback or how great our fans are. And I mean, we say we used to say it all the time, but the best way to compliment us is to tell someone about the podcast. If you guys love us the way we love you, uh, please share it with a friend. So many different people. This woman at swim class, I'm there for read swim class, and we start talking, and it comes up that I podcast. She goes, "Oh, what's your podcast?" And I'm like, "The Crab Feast." And so he's got the week off from school, so he's I signed him up for like three extra classes this week. So that was earlier in the week, and then I go in today, and uh, she goes, uh, "Hey." And I go, hey. She goes, listen to the crab feast. And I go, yeah. She goes, 
It's in my rotation. Big fan. That's nice. I go, really? Which one did you listen to? And she goes, this week's. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. That's awesome. I go, well, you got a whole backload to listen to. So it's always impresses me how much people respond to it and that you guys are out there supporting us. So I appreciate you. Sickle Cell, I appreciate you too, Sickle. I I appreciate you. Nothing I want to (laughs) say. I appreciate you saying that, and I appreciate you too, Feasters. That's no joke. You guys are the best. Can't thank you all enough for all you do. Uh, in the meantime, Ryan Sickle on all social media, RyanSickle.com. September 29th and 30th, four shows at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Use code CRAB for two-for-one tickets. Uh, always trying to give you guys deals. I'm trying to record my album down there, so come on out, y'all. TheCraftFeast.com. Trying, trying to do a lot of shit. TheCraftFeast.com for any and all Crab Feast-related information. Uh, you can support the Crab Feast by clicking on that thing over there i'm not to tell you about it's a free way to do some stuff uh merchandise premium apps and make sure you follow the crab feast on facebook and twitter uh this week five four club is a proud sponsor of the crab feast and we're excited to have them on looking good does not need to cost a fortune five four club is a revolutionizing the way men shop i always like to lay this out in blue collar terms basically what you do is you sign up at um five four club and each month they're going to send you a curated box of clothes that fit your style you go on you tell them what you like tell them what what styles fit who you are whether you like light and dark or everything anything and then each month when you sign up they'll send you a box with clothes and then you slowly the thing i like about it is it's monthly it's not something where they're like you gotta do this every week right and it's two to three items you know it's not like a ton of stuff and $120 worth of clothes you're getting for 60 bucks. So dressing well and having style does not need to cost a lot Doesn't of money. Need to break the bank. And listen, it's not just like you know who's doing 54 club man, Mark Wahlberg, Chris Paul. Come on. What's up? It's been <laughs> featured in GQ, Vice and Inside. I told you. I think they play sock ball with those socks you get from there. What? Pretty sure of it. Sock football, man. The Wahlbergs played it. Oh, I hear it. Okay. Go to 54club.com right now and enter promo code CRAB, C-R-A-B, and they'll give you 50% off your first month's package plus a free pair of sunglasses. I, if you lose sunglasses like I do, you know that's a good deal. They know what they're doing, so if you don't ask, that's okay. 54club will help you build your wardrobe one month at a time. You can pause or cancel any time. That's another thing that's great. It's not like this thing that you're locked into. If you're like, all right, man, I got enough clothes, or I'm going out of town for a while, or whatever it is, just pause it. Not a huge deal. So get 50% off your first package at 54Club, spelled F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R club.com, promo code CRAB, C-R-A-B, 54Club.com, promo code CRAB. Go do it. You're gonna thank us later when people being like, "Damn, you're looking good." Yeah, man. And if you want to, you get you get some new clothes for that new job, man. And if you are hiring at your company, I'm telling you right now, the best place to post your job to find the best candidates is ZipRecruiter.com. All right, we all know the challenges of finding great talent. We know for damn sure. Woo! And the importance co-host and the (laughs) excuse me and the importance of finding great talent to a successful business. With ZipRecruiter, with Zip you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. All right, Over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Uh, actually, I want to make a new shirt 
and I'm going to post uh, something on ZipRecruiter to see any of you graphic designers out there want to throw a, a design our way. Thinking. Uh, should I tell him the new shirt? No. I mean, you can if you want. Should I tell him? Nah. Okay, Josh Adam Myers. Should I tell him? Uh, they <laughs> You don't have to juggle emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage your candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. All right? That's right. Free just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash crab. Go do it. If you're looking for someone, just it's free. Just go and post it, and you'll see what you get. It's like fishing. You're going to get a huge – you'll be surprised. You're going to get a huge return. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash crab. Uh, it's for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash crab. Guess what else is free? This week's episode. Son. Every week. This Every fact, single week every it's single free. Tuesday. We'd love to do it for you. Um I'm excited to have this man on. It's, you know, every week we have a comic on. It's nice to uh, every now and then tread in different waters. This guy is a super interesting guy who I love to death and excited to have him on first time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Andrew Ziggy. Andrew Ziggy. Welcome to the Crappy. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. What's up, big guy? Doing well, dude. Doing well. <laughs> This is my first time on a on a podcast, so yeah. So let me before we say anything, I just want to. So recently, I was out in Maryland. Well, first of all, Andrew and I know each other through friends for years now, but we never yep. really had a chance. We were roommates essentially for we a were. week. We were indeed. We had a suite, at the best the, suite of anyone I think in that whole entire hotel. Suite. We didn't even have a TV in a living room, but we didn't give a fuck. <laughs> But what was it like? A it's like a comfort in suites, Renaissance suites, Renaissance suites. <laughs> yeah, so that's it was my like, speed, man. you know what I'm saying? That's my speed. Uh, very baroque. Um, <laughs> but like you know, it was two bedrooms. We had a living room and a kitchen and stuff like that. Excuse me. So like everyone's like, oh, your, your room was sicking. And my boy Jay Gallagher is like, oh, dude, sicking. <laughs> and I go, and I've always known you. But every time we're hanging is usually at like Tom's house and there's a barbecue and all the families are there. You yeah, know, totally. I did give you a a, a sleeve of a. Pro B1s, you damn right for you Christmas. did. The greatest. I said. I said this is the best gift I'm gonna get all year. That's like the greatest thing. Free Pro V ones is the greatest. So, Sicking and I were roommates, essentially shooting that movie down in your neck of the woods, Dundalk. Dundalk, and where? What? What town were we? Was the hotel in White Marsh? I think. White yeah, Marsh. yeah, White That's Marsh. Exactly, White Marsh. Um, and so, like the first night. We're there. It's just me and Andrew, and you're like, we went out to that place to eat, and then we just started. He's just like, should we do a shot? I'm like, yeah, we're doing dinner. We're doing the, the, shots. The, the, the filthy kilt or the the tilted kilt. The tilted kilt. filthy kilt. Should have been the filthy kilt. Yeah, I know. And the great. This is this is when I knew this was like that. You were the most solid dude. So they have these giant. Like they look like bongs that are just full of beer, you know. Like the like, oh, you can get beers or you can get this thing. So it's like your own keg essentially. Yeah. And these four, these dudes, there's like six of them at the bar, and they get them at the bar. And Sicking's like, why are they doing this? Don't you want the girl to come over and you can talk to the girl all the time? Now you just She's filling your own beers. Skirt. That's what it is. That's the, top. Yeah, that's, Unbelievable. That's the th- whole thing. The yeah. whole thing. And these guys are like, oh, let's that's get her the own. uniform. <laughs> yeah. That's the uniform. Yeah. Prerequisite. Yeah. Man. You got to wear that. Um. But one of the greatest, we were like, I don't know what we, we would get back to the hotel. We'd all gone out to dinner, uh, to your spot. Uh, Chaps. 
Chaps no, Pit Beef. No, we went to Chaps Mission too. Mission Barbecue. Remember, remember we went to Chaps Pit Beef? Yes, we did go to Chaps Pit Beef. beef. That was Best incredible. Beef in yeah. I, mean, I don't even know what Pit they're Beef is. They're franchising now. I want to I want to know. Here. In the parking me, lot of the Golden something, the I'll, strip club. Yeah. yeah. Gold Club. Gold Club. Rise got a membership, man. <laughs> I, I'm platinum. platinum. <laughs> I platinum. Gold? I'm, I'm platinum, platinum at the Gold Club, y'all. <laughs> so, no, it was the other... Uh, no, the place we went up to dinner with Mike and Tom and Timmy and Himes. Was Himes there? Right. The place that you go. Josh Adam Myers loves it in Baltimore. Oh, uh, Mama's on the Half Show. Mama's, Mama's on the Half on Show. Mama's on the Half yeah. Show, yeah. So we awesome. came home that night, and there was a cigar. I was like, we're leaving, and I was like, I'm not ready to go home. But we didn't have we didn't, we didn't weren't working the next day, me and Andrew. So yeah. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to go home. I want to like go smoke a cigar or something. Yeah. So I Google when we get outside. I'm like, cigar shop. And as I'm doing that, the Suburban pulls up and... Michael Kelly, who's the lead, he jumps in, and everyone's jumping in. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, how do I be like, hey, I'm just going to hang. So I'm like, forget it. And then we get back to the hotel, and I said to Sicking, I'm like, uh, you want to smoke a cigar? He's like, yeah, let's go. And he goes, well, let's go up first. Let's go upstairs real quick and see what they're doing. <laughs> and then we had like three three drinks up there, and then we're walking down the hall, and we're just both looking ahead. We're pretty spent. And he goes, I don't suppose you still want to smoke that cigar, do you? I'm like, yeah, I do. Let's go. <laughs> So we had a blast out there. Yeah, it was great. That's a great town. Except for the last day. I left the day before everybody went out on the freaking pleasure cruise. Oh, yeah. Let's give a big shout out to The Point in Arnold, Maryland. One of the one of the best crab houses I've ever been to. It's, it was incredible. Oh, that yeah. was the spot. Yeah. yeah. So Andrew took everybody out on this guy to this guy's restaurant who your buddy's with and on a crazy boat trip. It's funny because someone sent me a video and I remember being like, oh, yeah, that boat looks like it's moving pretty quick. <laughs> But I didn't think anything of it. But you were saying this dude was just hauling ass. Oh, he was as fa- he was trying to make sunset to, under the Chesapeake Bridge. It was about a twenty minute ride there from the from his from his uh, restaurant, and so he was flying. He wanted to see. We want a golden hour, you know. Yeah, and it was perfect. He got us there right on time. But our our friend Timmy, who wrote the film we did, was. Sweating it hard. I'm not sure how many I mean, boats he's ever been on. But. Was there any part of you that's like, oh shit, this is not quick? Not once. Okay, not once. <laughs> not once. We were coming close to like buoys that were in the middle of, Timmy of the had water. Three fucking life yeah. vests on. <laughs> got all sea queens. Got was, all sea queens. Exactly. Exactly. It was incredible. Um, uh, he was the only one who was sweating it. Okay. Tom was fine. Mike was fine. Uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, because I mean, do you want to say anything else before we just should we go? All right. Cool. Um. Because one of the things, so like when we're like rooming together, you know, you just, you're, we were roommates essentially. Yeah, big time. This guy would just casually tell me shit that would happen in his life. I'm like, (laughs) what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) One of which, back to the boat thing kind of, was like, so did you want to be a stunt man? Yeah, when I was, when I was growing up, I mean, my dad's been an actor since I was born. I mean, when I was born, he was on General Hospital for three years. Okay. And so I grew up as an actor, but, I was a, an athlete. All I wanted to do was play baseball, football, basketball. Rugby. Did Rick Springfield? Did that Rick Springfield? <laughs> <laughs> so, Holy shit! You know, so to me, it, acting was action films, jumping off shit, yeah, falling over things, getting in fights. I mean, when John Himes, the director of this movie, we just did together, we grew up together. I've known him since first grade. Yeah. When we were kids, all we did was make sixteen millimeter uh, chase films in his neighborhood. With uh, with his older brother, with all the blood and guts. How insane from, is that? From John's dad's movie. John's dad was a director. Right. director Peter his dad's Hines. an actor. His dad's a director. Yeah. And, and he's been in every one of John's movies. Yeah. And it's so we used to have blood and guts from the movies that we'd have in jars, and we'd just go out on the streets of our neighborhood and 
And would you know, he edit them too? He would edit them, splicing them on those old, you know, piece of tape. Yeah. You know, one cut, two real, cut, real, put it yeah. together, and just throw, you know, throw it on the wall of your room afterwards. You know, on a, that's awesome. Oh wow! So, and John's dad did. Um, what was the big ones he did? Well, he did one that you love, I think. Well, my favorite Peter Himes movie ever is Outland. Okay. My father was in that. As was Sean Connery, Peter Boyle, Francis Sternhagen, my dad. And it oh, was, it's based high noon in outer space. Is that the movie with Connery that you got in trouble? Yes. Uh, that I read? <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. We, they, they were shooting in London at Pinewood Studios. How old are you? Yeah. How old are you? 11. 11? 11 or 12 years old, I think. 1981. And you're on sport. set? On set. I mean, and they had built this. Would in, you travel a lot with your dad when he was going to shoot movies and stuff? Uh, only in the summers. Yeah. If, if I was able to, only in the summers, you yeah. know. Uh, most of the stuff he did was in L.A. anyway, and he'd be gone for, you know, a week if he went somewhere. But, like, certain movies like Outland was shot over, you know, a month and a half, two months, and yeah. he, he was living in London. And we went for three weeks. Himes, whose dad was directing it, they went to school for, like, six months in London because they just moved the family there. He had to be there for that long. Oh, yeah. But so, yeah, we were, you know, we were the kids of the actors and the directors. We had access everywhere, and... They had this amazing set where it was basically the sleeping quarters for all the people in the mining community on this planet. And uh, so we would just run around that place like it was the most amazing playground in the world on a huge soundstage. And one day they weren't shooting on the stage and we all went up into the rafters where all the cables are and stuff, found openings, got on roofs, walked across planks to other roofs. And it was amazing. So the next day... I don't realize they're actually shooting on this set that day. And I bring another friend who wasn't with us that day. And I'm like, dude, we should go up there and go on the roof. And I take him up these stairs, up into the cable areas. And we're laughing and jumping around and doing shit. And suddenly... Cut! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cut! Exactly. Uh, Bullhorn goes yelling out. AD's like, who the fuck is up there? Get down from there! (laughs) And your dad in the scene? My dad's in the scene. Sean James Connery's down the scene. Exactly. And oh, this like, didn't happen all octopussy. Oh my god! And Actually, like, I don't even think he's in. I thought it might be Roger Moore. <laughs> octopus, octopus is Roger Moore. Yeah. And you know, like walk of shame, just coming down there. And I was literally. What did your dad say? Because uh, he don't even know it's you yet. Yeah, he gave me the fucking stare of death. Oh. And it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but I mean, weren't you that psycho? Were you like climbing trees, jumping on roofs and shit? Everything. Yeah, of course. Everything. Excuse me, just burped. Yeah, well, every now and then you got it. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I mean, all growing up, 8 in the morning till 8 at night, my parents never saw me. I was on a bike in a tree around. I mean, I, in, I, li- I grew up in Brentwood. I ended up making it from San Vicente to Sunset on my block, never once touching the floor. Just roofs, trees. Are you serious? Yeah. Took me Holy shit. all day long. I never once, with a fucking How realistic gun, 11, <laughs> like a, a you know a realistic yeah, looking right, cap gun. Right. But back then, right. they didn't have orange tips or no. bright purple. They looked like real guns. Yeah. With it in my holster, like pulling it out on people's roofs. and Like pretending you were a fucking Indiana Jones and exactly. shit. Exactly. That's what I would do. That was my childhood. That's all I did. And so that sort of back to your thing about how far is that? Half mile, quarter mile, quarter mile, quarter mile. Never, t- never tree t- to houses. Tree I mean. to houses. And I had to. I sort of had planned it out Were weeks you- before. Like I had put some ropes in some places I knew I couldn't 
Now, so I could. That is badass. Oh, yeah. So dude. there were a few trial things, and then at that point, I finally Fuck had to make it. These days, you get shot. <laughs> oh, are called oh, helicopters. Fuck, yeah. I mean, this oh, is Brentwood, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know. So, but yeah, back to your point about stuntmen. I mean, that's what I thought. If I was going to be an actor, fuck, I'd be a stuntman. That's the all I want to do is jump so off. So that's shit. really how you got into it, like just starting by doing stuff like that in the neighborhood. Yes, I mean that I wasn't even when we were doing those things. It was just for fun. I mean, we knew what we were doing. We knew what our families were into, and that. that but again, like I said, I was. But no just, one was a stuntman in the family. Nobody. Right. Actor, writers, and directors that I. Were sort you of, just like a huge Fall Guy fan? <laughs> the Fall Guy. Any. Hooperman, oh, you know man. that one? Of course. One of the greatest stunt movies ever, The Stuntman. Well, The Stuntman wrote Rails back. the Bandit. He was a stuntman. Yeah. yeah. But you know the, the movie The Stuntman with Steve Railsback? And there's an amazing one, no. chase scene on the roof of that hotel in San Diego. Famous old... The pink one? Is it in La Jolla? Yes. It's it's the most famous... The, the, the hotel about. Del Coronado. Yeah. Oh, And okay, they had Coronado, this amazing right. chase thing... Falling through windows, jumping off balconies. You should check it out. The Stuntman. Steve Rails. Sounds dope. Well, the reason I know this is because, so the guy who, John, who was directing the movie, whose dad, what was the big one he did with, like, Gene Wilder? No, 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 no. With, uh, with, um. Turn uh, Loose? No. Star No, no, no. No, it wasn't with Gene Wilder. It was with, uh, you're talking about Running Scared. Running Scared. Oh, yeah. um, So Billy Crystal and and Gregory Gregory Hines. Hines. John's dad. Gregory Hines and Dick Danzen. Right there. (laughs) Running Scared, man. So we were talking like, you know, and he's telling, so John, who directed that movie we did in, in Baltimore, who grew up with Andrew, they used to make those movies he was telling us about. One day he was like, I, he inherited some money from his grandmother and John was an artist and he like a painter. And he was like, oh, he's like, I'm going to take that money and make a movie out of it. And they made this movie. And then he was like, oh, let me show you. He, he started telling me a little bit about it. I'm not going to say what you did, but. Tell us a little bit about that, because what he did in that movie, that's when I was like, all right, this dude's full tilt. Well, yeah, basically, so... Are your household bills out of control, leaving you feeling powerless? At Bonkers.ie, we believe it's time for you to feel the power of real savings. We're committed to getting you the best deal on your energy, mortgage, broadband, home, and car insurance. Bonkers.ie will cut through all the red tape, saving you time, hassle, and money. Take back control and feel the power of real savings with Bonkers.ie. Bonkers Money Limited trading as Bonkers.ie is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. I was living in New York with John Himes and another guy named Nick Wooten. Uh, Sup, Nick? Sup, Nick, Nick Wooten, Wooten in the house. Super duper writer, Emmy winner. He's on Scorpion right now. You know what else he's on? What? The couch next door. <laughs> Nick Wooten! Get, yeah, yeah, right Nick, here. get in here! Bring your Emmy. Uh... Where were we? You were saying, tell me about... Just the, the movie you guys did. What you, what did you were in doing that. Oh, in that my movie. God. So, basically, yeah. We both quit our jobs. I was working in a kitchen at the time, and John was a painter and a sculptor. And, like you said, decided to make a movie with some money he had come into. He, and we had always talked about it from those chase movies in the beginning. Well, one day we're going to make a, you know, a real film. You know? And we did. We quit our job. He had written a script, kind of piece by piece. And we literally shot it over eight and a half months with you know a small crew of five guys who did. He was showing me scene, and it looks gorgeous. It looks like something Quentin Tarantino did. Yeah, I mean, and, and not to knock John, not to say John isn't, you know what I mean. It just it looked dope. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, every time he showed me, I'm like, what about this right here? Did you guys have a? Was this like just guerrilla style? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, running around New York just shooting. And and there were a lot of different stories in the movie, but my story in particular was an action. 
part of the story because there was some love story in it and all this. But so this action story starts with a guy picking up a box to deliver from A to B. You know, gets it from a guy and he's supposed to deliver it to another guy. And in route, these two sort of older thugs start – they realize that – I mean they're after this box. So they – we get in this huge chase. So we're running, you know, with steady cam operator. You're on foot? On foot chase, whole foot chase. And running through buildings. Buildings dude. through the streets. Like that, parkour? Not you doing parkour? Kind of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Before I ever knew what the hell parkour right. was. That's, yeah, that's know. what I want to yeah, ask. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And we did this whole entire chase, uh, you know, into um, packing plants and warehouse districts and. All this and stuff. then we just run through them. People are working. Yeah. They're just, just running through them. With a steady cam operator and a van to jump in when the shit hit the fan so we could get the fuck out of there. And at the, so we had done this whole chase and we didn't had no idea how to end it. So we were shooting some other characters and some other scenes. And this one character is, we just have him walking across this weird pedestrian bridge where the Holland Tunnel comes out, licking an ice cream cone, just sort of some extra shots. And as we're up there, I'm looking down and I'm like, whoa, well, there's an opening on this Pedestrian, oh, and trucks are coming under. You know, I'm like, hey, John, what do you think we end the chase? Like, they corner me from each end of this bridge. It's a pedestrian bridge, and I climb up through and jump off. We'll rent a truck, jump off onto this truck, jump and- onto what a moving of- truck. <laughs> <laughs> That's his first idea. Yeah, well, we we had tried to go through so many. We had no idea how to end this right because it needed to have a what really kind climb- of truck, a box truck, a pickup, what rider like, I yeah, don't know, fourteen footer. Yeah. Sickler, by the way, the fence that he had to climb over is one of those. So imagine a footbridge, the ones that arc in so you can't climb up. So he yeah. had to climb up and like, I don't know how you got over. And there's spiked at the end. Yeah. And he yeah. climbed over that. And All then that lit- razor wire shit. No, there was no, no razor, razor wire, wire, but it, it you know, but yeah. there, it literally went, you know, like almost a closed yeah, rounded exactly. end top. Yeah, so, but you could in. just get in and over. And then we didn't realize that across the street is the first precinct of New York. They're right there. I'm, when I crawled out, so basically I crawled, we rented a rider truck early in the morning, like Sunday morning. We we rented I mean, a, a second. a rider truck already is bad news. And as we're driving down 11th Avenue, I'm like, John, remember when oh. we picked that up? There's, it had that sort of pla- uh, see-through ceiling so you don't have to turn lights on. Maybe we pull over, we get on the top and start jumping up and down on it to see if it'll break. I mean, how much I'm, better would it be if you did break oh, it? Yeah, oh, God. Incredible. But so then we... We had a friend who was working with us drive it to Jersey, pay the toll, come in through the uh, the, the Holland Tunnel, pull over. We have walkies. I crawl over. I'm standing there staring at the first precinct of New York. <laughs> and we had no permit, mind you. None I of figured, it. They none, would have I never figured, given it to us. I figured. Ever. Yeah, I'm guessing you probably and didn't so get the insurance on the rider We truck set up either. two cameras, one up <laughs> high, one down low, and we walkie our guy driving. He starts to drive. And as he's coming around, I'm like starting to get nervous. Uh, yeah. I can see him as he's pulling up towards me, and I kind of hide my hand, like put it out, like well, slow down, slow. Oh shit! And I jumped and did it, and we did it, and we knew we were going to get arrested. So we had this plan: pull the mag off the camera, put it in the car, drive away. We'll sit there and get arrested, but we got the shot. Just don't confiscate, right. you know, the film. We sat there for 25 minutes, nothing. Just so we, waiting, just waiting to get arrested. So we called the guy back. We're going to do it again. Move the camera on the other side above and on the other side and low. And the police in the window are like, he's going again! He's going to fireball! <laughs> and dr- <laughs> I bet he's going to die. Because, I mean, if you come up, if you just don't time it right, because you, you go into a roll. I, I have to go hit my feet, go flat, because literally there's oh, three, yeah, three, no three foot clearance. No training. Right. Three foot clearance. 
you have to That's go flat it. because otherwise you're going to catch your head right. or catch your foot that'll shove you all the and way And how up. did you know you measured that three Not foot? really. <laughs> <laughs> it was just instinct and stupidity. I mean, fuck. It was... And art, dude. Yeah, you know, I did it. It was... Things were feeling really good about this movie and we, yeah. were, we were having a good time doing it and this was the way to end this chasing. So we did it again. We guy drove to Jersey, paid the toll, pulled you off tell him from to the slow side. down this time. I I didn't tell him because I I felt fully felt like that was easy, so I jumped harder the second time and I slammed. This time, Himes got on top of the truck. We drilled the camera down into the top of the truck, and he stood drilled behind it in a rental into a rental there. And this time, I jumped harder and I started to bounce and slide. And I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like I'm thinking I'm gonna take him yeah. out. Oh, cause so he's on the truck right. now with yeah. the camera, like, yeah. and coming around the corner, laying behind a bolted down camera. And I literally like felt like I was clawing like a cat in the top of the car, and mm-hmm. literally stopped like a foot from the camera, pulled back a little bit, and just we both rode under. It was unbelievable, and waited to get arrested again, cause we didn't want to be like running. They were yeah. like, this motherfucker made <laughs> no nobody. Made but it. mind you, pre nine eleven, you can't do that shit. No anymore. fucking way. <laughs> no. So no way. They would have fucking just. <laughs> yeah, you'd have been shot from that window, Dude. no question. Yes. Take. If the truck goes twice in five minutes it, through the Holland Tunnel, they're pulling him over. Oh, you're right, <laughs> totally. So, yeah. like, that was the first one, and then after I had heard that story, I was like, "How do you even have the confidence to like do shit like that?" And then he just starts coming out with, "Tell us about at that bar." Well, at this point in time, I mean, we were. I want to preface it. We're like. We're pre-jackass. We had no idea. We should be filming all the shit we did in New York. I yeah. mean, we just didn't. We just did it for fun. Like, Who's we? You were the one doing it. I did it, but Himes would be good at, at, at stair diving, too. When we get drunk enough, fuck. We just roll down whatever it would, try to make people laugh. Fall. Stair diving was a big thing for us in New York. Anytime <laughs> you could find a big set of stairs anywhere. So Pratt falling or stair diving, like just as a sport? Are you are you oh. rolling? No, are you they're belly doing it to sliding? Uh, no, so people... no belly sliding. Rolling, like pretending you're tripping, right? And, so, and like, tr- and then just eating it all the way down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was we had a friend who worked at a bar in the East Village called the Flamingo East, and it had downstairs bar and upstairs was like a club dance floor, but it had a balcony where you could smoke cigarettes out on the balcony. And I was out there having a cigarette, and I'm looking like, oh shit, this, if I just roll up this, on it had a copper metal awning. And then a 10-foot drop to the street. Out. Jesus Christ. So we all get the, the club closes, 4 in the morning. Everyone's leaving. And I'm like, dude, I should go back up there and, you know, maybe roll off that. And, and people are like, oh. So we come out and I go, I'm like, I got to do it. I go back into the bouncer. I'm like. So wait, all your boys. Are standing you- out there on the street. And the whole place is emptying. Yeah. Panhandlers out there getting all the kids money. Yeah, can I get some? You know, this is back in the East Village crack days, so there were a lot of dudes, you know, yeah. out there. Fishing. And I, I I tell the bouncer, I'm like, oh, dude, I left my jacket up there on the balcony. He's like, all right, go get it quick. Get, you know, get out. So I go up there, and I go straight out to the balcony. I'll wait I, for you to lock up. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> I sit on the balcony and just. But hold on. Before you say another yeah. word. Are you just guessing that that fucking yeah. awning's going to hold? Yeah, oh, He's yeah. got an instinct, there, man. There, That's there what is, I'm saying. This is all on instinct. I, I didn't go like, I didn't like test. Had you strength. gone there like days you before and put, even a, put a rope in? Yeah, no, you didn't no, put a fucking uh, no, emergency ladder or no, something. Nothing. You didn't even go up and just give it a push with your I hand. I couldn't. It was about a five foot drop down. from the balcony right. to. Oh, man. 
And then I just and then and I, ten off the awning down. Yeah. Holy so, shit! So all right. So how do you do it? You sit I, on the. the I sat on the with my back to the street. Scuba. Yeah, scuba. and <laughs> and rolled back scuba style. Oh big my time. god! Yeah. Hit the awning, rolled again, and then must have done another perfect flip. I kind of land on my heels to my ass, and my buddy Rob Mare, luckily was there, kind of caught my melon. I'm not sure it would have slammed, but wow. he was there to kind of have my, you know, catch my head a little bit. The whole, the bouncers freak out. Everyone's like, oh my fucking God. This one this crack- motherfucker didn't get his jacket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This one crackhead. You know, guy trying he to get money. He was, he was like, was oh, best. my God. I'll bet you that what night it was the, the best was crack. That? that was the best thing I ever seen. <laughs> he was loving it. No one will ever believe him. Either. Like, no. He does crack, man. Don't listen to that. <laughs> I've double flipped off an awning and landed yeah. on their heels. So that, that, I mean. Wait, was the bouncer pissed? Was he concerned? I, I, I mean, don't even remember. I think, were your friends pissed? No, they they were loving it. Everyone knew I was going <laughs> to do it. Thought it was, but they thought it was <clears> stupid and dumb. But then I was fine and it was. But yeah, I mean, the bouncer, I don't even remember. I think we fucking just got up and walked away. I don't yeah. think the bouncer wanted any part of calling the cops or yeah. doing why, it. Why didn't you ever try to just do stunt work? Well, I mean, my dad once said to me, well, fuck, if you're going to be a stuntman, you might as well just be an actor who does some of his own stunts. Because otherwise, you don't get paid enough and it's fucking dangerous. Yeah, I mean, point. Tom's Tom's sister. That's right. She's a stunt woman. Yeah. She's amazing, but... You know, I mean, that's dangerous fucking shit, man. Yeah. They're Just getting good money, but it's not worth it if you're getting your, you know, you can't last. I mean, think about what their bodies must be like. Right. Well, she trains 60. like a crazy person, and, and you have to be in the best shape of your life. And I don't know if I could ever <laughs> <laughs> kept up that. Sh- or the, I knew a dude who was like, he was shooting a movie. He was a producer, not a stuntman. And he was shooting this movie in Vermont, and he was staying in like this old. Excuse me, like bed and breakfast kind of thing. And he like had this woman came to give him a massage. You know, she brings a massage table up and he's like helping her down. Like it was like riggedy, riggedy uh, wooden stairs, he was telling me. And he's like, so, you know, I'm helping her with her table out. And he's like, you know, my feet has like lotion on it or oils. Like he's, and he slips and he fell all the way down the stairs. Yeah. And he said, if he hadn't been so loosey goose from just having a massage, he probably because isn't that when you get hurt is when you tighten up yeah. or you try? Oh to, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when you're loose, you know that's why like drunk drivers, I guess, all you know, and people sleeping. <laughs> exactly. Often. Yeah. Like, if you you know, how many times have you seen that show Cops where they say, you know, the fact that guy was drunk probably saved his life because literally you are loose. Yeah. I mean, you just something about it. I mean, I can tell you a story when I was slightly drunk when I. Was driving my car from a party to another party. Came down this hill in Bel Air. Came down this super duper S curve, mm-hmm. and I'm holding it tight, going this way. Holding what are you it tight. driving? Uh, Jetta GLI Wolfsburg was my very <laughs> first brand new car. It was a you know, and I Those thought were it could nice. take it. Yeah, right. And it was taken. My brother it. thought uh, our, my dad's '89 Honda Civic original rims also <laughs> could take it too. And I had it going until that fucking wheel slipped out of my hand and speed wobble sideways. Just everything. Went out of control. And I basically slid sideways into the curb, popped both wheels, you know. Sideways? Sideways. Car started to hit, hit a tree, popped end over end, slides through a fence about a foot away from a a bedroom window of a house in this little Bel Air neighborhood. Damn, that's a huge crash. It was huge. And I was speeding, and I'm I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm sitting upright, and I'm like, I got to get out of here. And I go to grab the stick shift. 
You and flipped I, completely. I flipped, rolled sideways, hit a tree, and then it popped end over end. And ended up, <laughs> even you can't even wreck normal. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Dude, it, it was crazy. Boy. And front to back, like yeah, a like a side roll into a pop end over end roll. Holy something like shit! That. I, you know that's what they tell me. Right. Tree that I hit was you know a semi sapling, but it was like fifty yards down the block. And the whole thing is over. I'm like, fuck. Okay, I'm sitting upright. Oh, I got to go. And I look for the stick shift, and I realize I'm sitting on the sunroof of my car. I oh did not have God. a seatbelt on. You slipped out through the top, and you were just sitting No, I'm, I'm sitting. The car, I'm in the He's car. In the I'm car. sitting on the ceiling I of see. the car. Gotcha the stick now. shift's up here. Got you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. All right. Well, okay, I'm okay. Yeah. I try to get out the, the, the driver's side door. It's sort of jammed shut. Oh, fuck. So I... Open the other door, crawl out through rose bushes, kind of cutting me and stuff. And the whole neighborhood is out. And the, <laughs> oh, shit. For, the, like a spaceship just landed <laughs> in the fucking place. And the first person I see is Dennis Franz. Sipowitz? Sipowitz. Walking up to you? <laughs> Indeed. He's walking up. And I'm like, uh, Dennis. And he's like, yeah, uh. It's Andrew Sicking. And he's like, oh, fuck. And how do you, and how well, do you, my dad was an actor on Hill Street Blues at the same time as Dennis Franz on serious? Hill Street Blues. So, I loved Hill Street Blues. And yeah. so they knew each other. I knew Dennis. I'm, I'm sure Dennis probably thought I was some sort of fan. Like, oh, it's Dennis Franz. What the the fuck? I'll sign a kid. <laughs> <Simple> what? <laughs> and I, I did not know that Dennis lived, but he lived next door to the lady's house that I was in her front yard. So he's like, oh, fuck. Complete Andy. coincidence. Comple- I had this. no idea that he was that he lived there or where he lived. What do you think? Oh, he planned to crash there? <laughs> crash good point. And so he's I'll like, oh, what, my God. i car on a Dennis Franz lawn. He's like. <laughs> neighbor's <laughs> lawn. Watch this. <laughs> the funny thing was, because everyone in the neighborhood was out. The only person who wasn't out was the lady whose na- who I crashed into. And Dennis told me that his neighbor is deaf. So she was asleep in her bedroom. Didn't window. hear it at all. Didn't hear it all. And I was a foot away from her bedroom window. Yeah. Good lord. So he took me in his house, gave me some mouthwash, a cup of coffee. Took a cops about a half hour to get there. So my nerves were settled. My dad was in London doing a play. So he wasn't Thank around. <laughs> my mom comes rolling up. You think that she lives in Brown. off set was bad. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, she comes, shows up. The cops come, show up, give me a few tests. I basically told him that uh, I saw a coyote and I tried to miss it and lost control. So, man, the stupid fucking shit we do when <laughs> we're kids. Oh, my God. You know what crazy. I mean? Crazy. Sipowitz that came out. Yeah, I was the luckiest job. thing ever. I mean, that, it, I knew car- he was a dirty karma. cop, man. <laughs> 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 uh, wait, so how many, because t- I, I wanted to ask this before. So when you were like falling downstairs and shit, because yeah. someone else told me that, and I, we talked about this off mic, that, and he doesn't remember this clearly, but he was, he was with people and he was going to like throw himself down a flight of stairs, you know, to fucking make a party laugh. And... This dude, who was their friends, that but like you know, like a f- acquaintance grabbed him and saved him, and then Sicking's like upside down, looking down this, <laughs> looking back. This guy goes, "Nah, man, let me go, <laughs> let me and go." The guy didn't know. Like, how many times like, are you oh, doing that? Save save like, save I mean, it, it depended. I mean, it happened a lot where because certain places we would go had these great stairs that we do, and some of the bartenders after a while they're like, "Oh fuck, here they I'm come, sicking. <laughs> yeah, don't fucking fall down the stairs tonight, please." You know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, because you remember my buddy Ricardo, he used to do that El Cholo 
and he worked over there. It was this Mexican restaurant. You guys know it. For our listeners, it's in Santa Monica, and it's like two floors, and it's like a carpeted staircase. So he would just throw himself down the stairs while he's working. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people are like, oh, my God, the waiter <laughs> fell down the stairs. I used to do so it. Let's give him a bigger tip. Yeah. I used to do it a lot. And uh, one time I did it in Vegas, and they gave me like a comp meal. You know, they were Brilliant. like, oh, we're very sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I didn't think of it like that. I was just doing it for the attention. It's the same thing. And then a friend of mine, uh, I wasn't with him the night he did it, but he went up to Universal Studios and he did it up there. And they fucking, <laughs> like roaches came out. They refused to let him up off the ground. They were like, our medical team is going to come check you out because they weren't, they weren't letting yeah. him sue. They're like, he's like, I need to get up. They're like, you're not getting up. You're not getting up. Stay You'll be looked at, you get are. the paperwork and everything. You're not suing our ass. They came running out. I did it in Vegas, too, one time. But I, I did would it. think Vegas wouldn't let you get away with that shit either, man. Well, yep. that's why we did it. We did to cause a diversion. We ripped yep. off a blackjack table for 45 <laughs> grand. <laughs> 45 grand. <laughs> I mean, you're going for the whole loop. That old fucking I mean? flim flam worked in Vegas with oh, all the cameras and shit. That would be the best. <laughs> that pratfall, man. They could, they, they'd spot that pratfall. Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean, you have a laundry list of stuff over here. What about the time you got a ride home? Uh, somebody gave you a ride home after a long night of poker. What's that all about? Oh yeah, well, uh, was that a big money game? It wasn't a big money game. It was back there's in- a there's a running poker game in New York. What is it? Big Sixteen mo- years, seventeen yeah. years at this point. Easily, it's called Big Money Wednesday. Yeah, and uh, it started in Michael Kelly's apartment. He started it? Yeah, basement where we used to play with quarters, nickels and dimes, you know, I mean that's when it started and everyone would save, you know, those uh, booze that go in those metal jugs, things. We would keep things like that and just keep our coins in there and put it under the sink and every Wednesday we'd come back and pull them out and just play with quarters and... Now it's evolved. We have, you know, chips with BMW on them and all all the shit that goes down and it's and they have like tons of, and all I know about big money, I mean, this isn't big money, but we're on it. So when I was living in New York, I was, so that's when I became friends with Jason Gallagher and he played in that game all the time. And it was at his rehearsal space, which used to be Mike's rehearsal space. Yeah. Um, Music building, 8th Avenue. Right. Yeah. Those of you know, Mike Kelly's on House of Cards. And uh, so Jason would never invite me to go play at this poker night because he just like, if you couldn't hang in a number of capacities, drinking, playing a good card player, and being harassed—you you wouldn't—you could get waxed out of that room quick. And so he never invited me. And then one day, Tom was in town, and they came into the bar I was working at. And he's like, "Hey, what are you doing tomorrow night?" I'm like, "Nothing." He goes, "You want to come to Big Money Wednesday?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd love to." And I'm sitting there like, "Jay's never invited me, and he's—I'm way closer than Tom." So I went. <sighs> You know what happened to me in this place? <laughs> you First, sighed. <laughs> they made me do funnels. Yeah, for you sure. You had to do funnels. Yeah. How many? I At did least three. Beer. That's exactly how many I did. So what's that, like nine beers? No, the first, the first funnel had two beers yeah. in it, and the second funnel just had one. Singles in each. But, like, you know, you're drinking the whole time. And I got there, and I was there early, you know, so I sit down at the table with Tom and Jay and Mike, and I don't know who else was there, and we're playing. Then more guys show up. And then, then Tom goes, all right, rookie, get out of here. Go to the kids' table. And I go, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, this is for, you know, this is seniority, dude. You get over there and you play at the kids' table. So I get bumped over to this other table. And then after a while, like, then they order pizza and they're like, there's like a break and shit. And then I'm like, all right, I'm probably, probably going to get going. And they're like, nope, you're not going anywhere until <laughs> you do another funnel. And I'm like, all right, I'll do a funnel. So I go to do a funnel. Tom goes, ah, I'll do it with you. And then Michael Kelly starts lighting firecrackers and throwing them at my feet. 
Boogie night. That's when I was like, exactly. get, he was also wearing a duck hunting vest. Yes. And I was like, this is just the craziest thing. I was screaming as I left the door. I'm like, I'm never fucking coming back, you psycho. Like, joking, but at the same time, like, what is that world? We had Selma Hayek come there one night. Really? Yeah. For real? Yeah. How'd she, she handle the firecrackers? Well, she didn't. <laughs> she, was, no, she, no, she was the firecrackers. I, I think, I think right. that they were, uh, you know, she was dating Josh Lucas at the time. Mm-hmm. And he brought her up. Her her bouncer brought her in and didn't want to leave. We're like, dude, it's cool, you can go. So we had him sit out the, the you know out in front of the door. Yeah, he's like, I'll leave the room. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not leaving. You know, she played a couple hands of cards and then she's like, okay, Josh, I got to go. Thank you. That's badass. That having best Spanish, I guess. That it good. sounded fantastic. <laughs> I felt like she was here for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I damn right. near said hola. <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful though. Yeah. Oh damn. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. All right. So this wasn't a big money Wednesday. No, night. It wasn't. where was it? It, it was. Um, one of my oldest friends in L.A. was going out with this girl who was a modeling agent at the time, worked at um, Elite Models at the time, which was in the same office building as Maple Drive when I was working there. Okay. And we went to some bar on 3rd Street in West Hollywood somewhere. I can't even remember what it was called. Her friend was dating the bartender. When they closed, we went over to his house to play cards. And in walks James Gandolfini. And this was this was pre Sopranos, but he'd been in some shit. I right, mean, yeah, he yeah. was in True Romance. True Ram- yeah. Romance at that time. There was that one with um, John Cusack where he, Cusack oh, found yeah. all that bundle of money. Same thing. Right. No, not saying <laughs> bundle of money. I, you know, it's, it's okay, based on sort of a true story. I think that movie was. And yeah, he was just playing with us the whole night. And I guess he was shooting some movie. He was staying in Malibu. And you know, we played cards all night, drinking, having a good old time, and. 3.30 in the morning, you know, it's over, and, and I'm like, fuck, I got to get home, you know. There's no Uber back then and all that. No. All right, I got to get taxi. He's like, dude, I'll give you a ride home. I'm like, well, I, okay, I live in Brentwood. He's like, well, dude, I'm staying in Malibu. They put me up in Malibu right now. I got it, you know, and we go down, get in his, I don't know, 1960-whatever white convertible Cadillac. Oh, man. Top down? Top down. Uh. 3.30 in the morning from West Hollywood to Brentwood. Dropped me off in front of my house and have a good one, brother. Thank you. That's uh, all that. Killer soprano. Whether he was, you know, he, whether he, he wasn't was that, then, but he was. But he ended up being exactly. You fucking. That's still that guy's. He, he was super nice. That's great. One of the nicest guys. I'm sure. Was yep. he smoking a stogie in that cat? I think he was. Oh, he was smoking him at the card table, so I'm sure he saved half of it for. Fuck yeah! It was that's years the way ago, to but, travel yeah. right yeah. there. But yeah, well, big, huge stretch, white convertible Cadillac, just. And Jay said, "Are you? A, do you consider yourself a dead head, or just for? Did you follow him for a minute? What, what would uh, you, you know, consider I, yourself? You know, I guess I'm a dead head for sure. I mean, because I've seen way too many shows not to be a dead head. How many? Uh, you know, with Jerry, I've seen over seventy, and then I've seen <laughs> at least another thirty, at least another thirty or thirty-five, forty since he's been gone. All the right. reincarnations that they've become." Um, I just love the music, man. I really the songs are what do it for me. Yeah. Well, even, you, did you ever play? Never. I played drums when I was a kid for a little while. I lived, you know, in Brentwood between two super duper old couples, and my parents would never buy me a drum set. So I'd have to go into Santa Monica to take drum lessons, which again, not that far back in the day, especially yeah. then there was no traffic. So, right. and but it just wasn't the same. You know, and then again, I was an athlete, so I didn't have time for yeah. a lot of that. But I, I love music, and 
So that's what brings me. I just love the Grateful Dead music, the songs, yeah. the, the lyrics. That you know, I, I literally know every single song. I can call it like on the third chord. It's starting. You know. Yeah. It's funny because people who are all into fish who were playing in Madison Square Garden, I guess, for 12 days started yesterday. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I've never seen a fish show, but it's supposedly the same kind of idea. I just don't know the songs. So it would just, you know, be like a I'm hit. sure in your younger days you could, you could slide I right in there. I, I would have been fine. But yeah. Yeah. I've been to one actual concert with Jerry Garcia, and then I've been to five uh, parking lot events. <laughs> yeah, well... Like when you, when they came to town, well, they just have a huge. It's all those people don't get tickets. Yeah, they're all hoping to get a free ticket There's, when they go, but they just hang out. You can hear the, the song. Oh, yeah. You hear the music, and these people they'll sell you peanut butter and jellies yeah. to get fucking money to get to the next town. Yeah, I need a miracle. Yeah. That means somebody please I, give, please me, a give me a ticket. ticket. Yeah. Um, but that was also where when they came to town, that's when everybody got their drugs. You oh, know, like sure. stocked up on them and you did come back with like I got I got opium. That was the first time <laughs> I ever even seen somebody have opium. I'm like, We got that at the dead show? Like, yeah, I did, I did. Was it the crystal stuff or the seeds? I don't remember. I don't Either remember. Way. I know they smoked it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I only went to one, but the uh, parking lot was always a good time. Always yeah, what do they call time. they call it Shakedown Street. Shakedown Street. That's which is right. basically like the row. That's where you go for merchandise that's like not legit. Like people yeah. hand make this stuff. Yeah. Or you, the longest line is always the nitrous tank. Yes. Uh, <laughs> always, okay. The hippie crack tank. It's funny you say that because that night, <laughs> that fucking night, this fucking just dirt bag says there's a. I gotta explain it so that we're on. That's a tiered parking lot. So we're on this parking lot. Where was this actually? This is the Capital Center, DC. Oh fuck. We're in the, Did you go to show there? I, I've been to the Capitol Center, yeah. yes. For Dead? Dead show. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's a parking lot, gravel lot, and then there's just this little grass hill that goes down up a hillside, and then the next parking lot. Not not terribly high, but right. maybe six feet, whatever. This guy is standing at the, <laughs> the nitrous line, as you said. <laughs> And I he's like, see where this is going. I'm going to run up that hill. And I was like, there's no <laughs> fucking way you're running up that hill. He's like, I'm running up that hill. I was like, you're not running up that fucking hill. He's you didn't like, know this guy? No idea. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody I knew was getting a nitrous balloon. I was like, I'll, I'll go back to nitrous. How much so, for a balloon? Two bucks? No, like five. Yeah, maybe. for a okay. big balloon, though. It's big, dude. Yeah, last, it's bigger than your usually... head. Usually... Oh, you but you're supposed to, you, 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 you pass. Your, yeah, and you, but you take your hits. You don't, yeah. pa- you don't beer bong it. Right. You drink that you balloons last How often few- do you see someone like take one hit and all of a sudden it's just like, this dude couldn't do it in one hit. I mean, it would have blew his lungs up, but right. he powered it down like, and then he went running and he hit that ditch and he <laughs> fell and he busted his fucking front teeth out. Okay. I swear to God in a perfect triangle right in here. <laughs> on the side. Oh, dude, we were pissed at ourselves. Oh. That fucking idiot. Well, speaking of like, uh, yes, that happens all the time where a guy takes a hit and basically is about to pass out and lets go of his balloon and it, it flies away. Yeah. That happens all the time. Has I, the kids with helium balloons too, man. Yeah, <laughs> I bought one living once dangerous. and I'm like, all right, fuck, I don't, if I pass out, I don't want to lose it, so I'm going to lean up against this car right now. So Why, lean up, people pass out a lot oh, doing it? Oh. It's, it's nice to talk I know, I've done whippets, <laughs> yeah, it's but the same not thing. a but giant if you, balloon. If you, but if you do too many <laughs> in a row, a it, might mess, it might make you pass out. Okay. And I took the big hit and I'm leaning up against this car thinking it's going to be fine. Instead, I slide sideways off the car, <laughs> slam my fucking head on, on the cement. 
I get up, I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, because it's like they give it to you for dental work. You can't yeah. feel shit, so I don't know what's going on. And people are looking at me, my whole side of my head is bleeding oh, <laughs> you know, all over my white shirt. And I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. And I, of course, lost that balloon, but yeah. But I had blood over me for the rest of the show. I had to take my shirt Were off. You, to, did you have a ticket to that show? I did. Yeah. Yeah, no, I went in with bloody shirt and... So, go ahead, Ryan. Well, yeah. there was one time I'd never seen this level of nitrous uh, addiction, I would have to call it. But there's this old head shop in the valley. They claim to be the oldest one in the uh, in L.A., and it's yeah, called Captain, Captain Ed's. Ed's. Yeah, sure. My man. Well, Captain Ed's used to have this um, tits and ass competition in the back in the day with Polaroids right here. Best tits of the week oh, or whatever. Wow. Well, the city came and shut them down, <laughs> but they still would do it on the side. While I'm in there... There's this guy, and he's got a fucking... I just go in for a pipe. Yeah. And he's got a, a fucking nitrous balloon, like, at the dead. But he's got the valve on it, so he can turn it. Oh, and, and open it and close it. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And he's going... <sighs> he's like, what are you looking for? You know, because your voice <laughs> is working. <laughs> Changes. Not like yes, helium, but it gets deeper the instead yeah. of iron. Like, what are you looking for? And I'm like, uh, I said, let me tell you something, dude. For real? You don't look good. Like, you look blue and sweaty. <laughs> I wouldn't keep doing that if I was you. He's like, but fart. I'm like, all right. And then some girl, hot girl comes in, goes behind this curtain. She comes back out. I'm like, what's that all about? And he's like, oh, that's the tits and ass competition. I'm like, I thought you guys got shut down. He's like, ah, we still do it in the back. And whatever, the girl wins, like, I don't know, they put her in their magazine, or I don't know what the fuck. So what, you just go back, do they take a picture of you and put it on the wall, or is it like a competition? Okay. Yeah, but it's a competition. Like, you're up against the other girls that are doing this, but so many girls are coming and doing this shit oh, for years and years. But he was sweating profusely <laughs> and talking slow and, and did the whole balloon and then went back over, and he had the tank right there and filled it again. And I was like, how many is that today so far? And he's like, five. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Dude, I was like, let me just get this bow here and get the fuck out of here. It was, I, I've, never seen, it. I've never seen it. No, it was behind the glass. Uh. Man. He was. He had the position of pal. <laughs> Oddly enough, he had the position of pal. But I true. couldn't believe somebody was, like like I said, I'd seen someone do one at a dead yeah. show over time. Yeah. No, those big five dollar balloons should, should last a good 10 hits. Like, you take a few, yeah. you walk around. Or you take even a share few. it with somebody. Yeah, totally. It's fucking big, man. Totally. But uh, but what it is, it's like hippie crack. When it's done, you're like, oh fuck, I, I need a little more of that. Oh yeah, you know that's we, why that line is so long. That's what I've told before. My friend got addicted to uh, the um, butane. He was doing butane a lot. Whoa, blowing I, fire. He blew. He burned his eyebrows <laughs> off and shit. Like he really got it. People his eyebrows were, are burning for you, man. They would <laughs> they would go get butane for the refillable lighters and just do the same like if you pressed it like you know how you do whippets yeah it would oh, just yeah. fucking go right I'm like, like open it up in your mouth your lungs. and then spit yeah. it out yeah sure and it burned his fucking eyebrows yeah. right good off good lord i have a, i have a worse burn story i was bartending in new york right next to a uh, comedy cellar mm-hmm. right there at, oh, yeah. at Manetta lane uh, mcdougal street mm-hmm. it was called off the wagon was the name of the bar oh you used to work there i worked there for 5 years goodness yeah and uh, one night i had the gnarliest hiccups ever. I, I just couldn't get rid of them for like an hour and a half. Gnarly I was, hiccups. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of them. And I was freaking, you know, at that bar we were able to like throw them back with the customers. Sure. Like they kind of promoted that. Like it gets people giving you more tips. And, and gets so people was, drinking. It gets people drinking. So uh, I have these hiccups and I cannot get, get fucking get rid of them. So I decide to gargle with some 151. What? Mm. So I gargle with 151, and I'm like, Grr, and I was t- telling the guy 
that I was going to, you know, do it because I can't get rid of these hiccups. He's like, oh, yeah, that might work. That might work. <laughs> and as I come down, he's and he's about, you know, three feet away from me. He's like, oh, dude, blow fire. And he lights a lighter. And literally, it caught whatever breath I had. No. Boom. I went up like a fucking What do match. you mean? Are you serious? My whole... <laughs> But everything was constant because I was gargling, so everyone's drooling down my neck. So it was all down here. Oh, the hiccups gone! <laughs> oh, dude, oh, they gone. Done. I can't hear both the screams. I'm like, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm on fire! I start like hitting my face, and bartender next to me, two guys jump on me with a jacket. One guy throws the soda gun underneath. And is like <laughs> soda gun, and I, they take the jackets off, and I'm like, oh fuck, that was scary. But they're all they're all looking at me funny. Because my entire neck is just like peeling away now. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're like, uh, Drew, you're not all right. You know, and the you know EMS comes. They cut my favorite T-shirt I had on. I was like, don't, don't cut it. I'll take it off. He's like, nope, nope. They cut it off, tore it off me, put me in the fucking ambulance, took me to the burn center at, at uh, Cornell Medical Center in Midtown. I spent four days in the burn unit. Four Holy days. Shit, I had third degree burns and second degree burns and then up on my ears and shit and Damn. part of my hands. And yeah, not it was the worst thing ever. And I had to spend like a month and a half with like a full wraps on my... I had to shave every day. Oof. Because they say if you on grow a beard... Skin. On burn skin. Because if you grow beard, the skin grows and starts to go around it and you make keloid scars. So you have to shave every day. Oh, so I'm man. shaving on raw skin every day so that, oh. yeah, <laughs> not good at all. Guy wore a scarf for like two yeah. months. <laughs> yeah. He's bad. It was not fun. <laughs> when I so when I worked at uh, the Rusty Knot on West Eleven West Side Highway, yep. we we had scorpion bowls. You know where you light the 151 on fire in the middle. Yeah, and we used to do a lot of shots there too. We were doing picklebacks like crazy. So. Like, I would do, like, 12 shots a night. Yeah. That's when I was, like, I said to Kate, I'm like, I got to fucking dial back. But I would light those, the way I would light people's scorpion bowls is I would fill it with the 151, make their drink. Yeah. And then I would light my fingers on fire with the 151 and then dip that in their 151. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they loved it. That's cool. And there were these, like, there were these, like, bridge and tunnel chicks with their (laughs) boyfriends at at the bar. And... This girl's like, I want to do it. I'm like, all right. And her boyfriend's like, oh, babe, babe. You know, she's like, no, nah, I want to do it. I'm like, yeah, you should totally do it. I'm like, you're fine. You can do it. And dipping dip it in up to your elbow. <laughs> we did it. And, you know, you got to go quick. You just got to be like, boop, boop. Yeah. And then, you know, shake your hand. Yeah. Well, she didn't. And uh, she burnt her fingers. It burnt all the hair off her fingers. And, like, burnt. Like She's like, oh, my God. And, like, they were red. And I'm like, and her boyfriend's pissed. And everyone's pissed. I'm like. Hey, you know what? I mean, I don't know, guys. I said you wanted to do it. I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Well, back in college, when I first got to college, you ever play that stupid-ass fucking game where you put lit cigarettes between two guys' arms and see who pulls away first? Nope. No. Yeah, good. Don't ever do that. Never did that. So basically, you put your two arms together, and you lit cigarettes, and you lay How them in How many? There. Each of you puts one in? You line your arms up together, so you just line one in. One but then in. again, if you're drunk, eventually you're like, oh, this isn't hurt, and you put three in. You know, or whatever. And then start blowing. It's like chicken. Who pulls away first? Right. But, of course, if you're stupid doing that, you're stupid drunk, and it doesn't hurt anyway. Yeah. So I And you that. want to be a stunt, man. Yeah. So. And, and you're trying to be cool <laughs> freshman year in college. Oh, yeah, I'm a tough guy. Next morning, I'm walking to class. The dude's like, 
I see the guy that I saw. I barely just met. You know, I met him that night. Yeah. And we were doing that stupid game. And he's like, dude, how's your arm? I'm like, uh, uh, what are you talking about? And I pull the sleeve up on my arm. And I have three of the gnarliest welts, like, burned, st- oh, you know, yeah. on my arm. Undefeated, though. Looks like Undefeated. victory's I, the I, I was. Looks like victory's the <laughs> But that, I'm playing football, so every day I'm tackling oh, yeah. and scraping and infection happened and... Uh, I had to get it out, so don't don't ever play that game. So let's get off the burned shit. This yeah. is fucking fine by me. <laughs> but so let's talk about. So you were playing football in college, yeah. But then when did that? Didn't you go like chase the dead for like a month? Yeah, that, I mean, basically, I I got into Arizona, Arizona State, and Lake Forest College. Lake Forest College is a small liberal arts college in uh, outside of Chicago. Uh. Our home field where we played is actually Hallis Hall. It's the Bears practice field. When I went and visited my junior year to decide, or early in my senior year to decide where I wanted to go to school, I went and visited Lake Forest, and it was the strike year, the year the NFL struck. And literally, they, the Fridge, Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, they were all picketing out in front of Hallis Hall, Willie Galt. So they would throw us, you know, passes. We'd, you know, do do routes with Jim McMahon. We'd like, Try to tackle you know Walter Payton and and I had the greatest weekend there. I'm like, well, fuck, that's where I'm going. Plus, I'm a defensive back, yeah. returner, and there's no way I'm ever starting at, at ASU. ASU or U of A. Yeah, but I could. This was Division three, and I started as a freshman. I'm like, I'm going. Boom, perfect. I love it. Get away from Los Angeles. Yeah, you know. And Dennis Franz keeps calling me, asking me if I'm going to fix this tree. Exactly. So I. It was I, a sap. <laughs> Get the fuck over, man. Well, I think my I think I had to pay for that. It was a city tree, by the way. So oh. I, I had to pay the city for that tree, like or that. my parents did. <laughs> yeah. But so I went there, and yeah, I started as a freshman, was playing football, and but you know, freshman year in college, I'm playing football practice at two o'clock. Small liberal arts college. All my classes are early in the morning. 15 people in my English class at 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. I'm a freshman in college. Wait, I'm not making classes. You know, there's just no way I'm waking up at that hour to go to class. Yeah. Well, not you. No, exactly. Yeah. Some. Pe- most I mean, trust them- me, that was me too. I, that's <laughs> yeah. why they kicked me out. So basically, I, I played football and didn't go to class. And then I joined a fraternity my second semester. And here's a funny story. They... They went down the line of the fraternity pledging and said they wanted the, the school wants to know what the GPAs are for each pledging class. So they went down the line and they came to me and I said, I don't know what's two D's and two F's. <laughs> and they said it's uh, 0.5. And they wrote that on both sides of my neck in, in indelible ink. And I had that for three weeks, 0.5 on both sides of my neck. <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> three weeks. I couldn't get it off. And, uh, and, and, then I, yeah, and then I started following the dead. Yeah, so what was that? 30 wait, days? Did you, oh. So you didn't play football then? I, I played. You went, that the was seat? fresh. The first half of the year I played. Okay, then you went. Then I went. Gotcha. Played the fraternity second semester right. because football is the Over first now. part of a year at college. Got it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Starts September. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, second half, I probably should have just decided to go to class and try to stay at school. But Get that point five up at least to a one point. <laughs> <Exactly. out. laughs> yeah. And uh, but it was just too much fun freshman year in college. So yeah, I just I joined the frat. I didn't even join the football frat. I joined like the hippie frat, and I kind of I'd already seen a bunch of dead shows prior to that. But these guys were all super into. They were East Coast sort of hippies. Yeah, and they're like, oh, well, you need to go to Worcester, Mass, and you need to go to 
Rochester and you need to go. To, so I just said, all right, take me. And I literally went. I probably saw, yeah, something like 25 to 28 shows in 35 days. And I came back about a week before finals to take finals. Yeah. And how did those go? Not, yeah. not well. <laughs> not well <laughs> at all. Good day. You didn't even yeah. go to a class. No. No, you're right. Well, I mean, I passed a lot of the tests, but but at a school like that, they know it's not a 300 seat auditorium yeah. with a lecture. They know in the 15 kids who's not there, right? And so, um, what do you call it when you show up to class? Uh, attendance mm-hmm. that mattered, and they knew. Oh yeah, that, you know. So wait, like, um, so how many? St- where would you stay every day when you were like on the road? In cars, yeah, in little motel rooms. I mean, this was back then when, you know, freshman year in college, I had my dad's credit card. Or, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, got a whole motel room here or there. Plus, I mean, I did know a dude who, we went to Worcester, Mass., and I stayed at the uh, Pillsbury uh, house. That's right. That's right. Pillsbury really? money, you know, right out of, on the lake at Worcester, Mass. And Pillsbury there were, money. Fresh yeah. dough, man. Yeah, a lot fresh. of motherfuckers. And dough. I think that that money dates back ages. I would imagine, yeah. yeah. And, you know, one of the sons was a friend of a guy I knew. And, dude, there were 25 people staying in this house for three-day weekend. Yeah. Worcester, Mass. It was awesome. One of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Worcester what's, Central. What's the craziest shit you've seen in a dead show? I saw a dude in front of me basically pass out and Flip over the front awning down into the people. You below. sure he wasn't just good like you? <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was either super high on. Uh, yeah, no, I, maybe he was. That might have been a pratfall. Right. I don't think so though. He went down hard. Because <laughs> I, I looked. Were down. you on a balcony? Yeah, we were up on one of the levels. You I'm not pull sure. Your legs under. <laughs> but it was a good twenty foot drop, and Ooh. he literally was in one of the front rows. Maybe I think it was the second. So he fell over some people and then over the edge, right in front of my face. Oh. I also went to a New Year's show in at Oakland Coliseum, and literally I had a there were you know an old hippie couple sitting in front of us, and at one point his t- his two kid their two kids come right up and they're like eleven and twelve yeah and he basically pulls out some liquid acid and drips it in their hand no and they eat it and off they go and they were no holder that so that was pretty crazy I'm like damn. What the fuck? Hey man, you think like parents are handing them all that liquid? Like what? You know, and then let them go. Just go run off, have fun, happy new year. Shit. So that was wow. pretty crazy. But yeah, the, had to be. I mean, freak the fuck out of me. I mean, like you know, I do that shit, stupid. But that was way too stupid. I wouldn't yeah. have fallen off that. It was way. And that dude just went down and over. Yeah. And then we all looked down, and he was like splayed over some chairs with people under him. And I mean, you really do have to know what you're doing. Do you, do you remember? Um... In center field for Texas, Hamilton tossed that ball up. Do you remember that? Yeah, Josh Hamilton. I do remember and that. And that yep. fucking poor guy just leaned over to get it, and he ended up falling and, and then dying later of the complications. Yeah. And that's probably a 20-footer, yeah. I'd say. 20 yeah. is probably fair there. Crazy. So you, yeah. How many th- How many times would you say you've done that? <laughs> Hundreds? What? I mean, just f- falling dangerous off falls. Shit? Yes, falling yeah, off shit. Not 100. You know, 50, 60 times. Damn. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But... You know, I always knew my fear point. Like, I, I told him, I think, that, I told Jay, yeah, I is think. Is there that, something you've been like now? Well, I, oh, yes. Certain heights freak me. The f- I can't be on an 80s. If I'm out on the top of the Empire State Building, 
I am not comfortable at all. Ooh, I went up to the top of that U.S. Bank building downtown. Oh, I've Man, been there. Fuck. I got. I was scared to death. That I think it might have the... borne a new scared of heights in me. Wait, I, I don't. Do they have like an observation deck? No, it's the helicopter pad. Yeah, the tippy top. We had to get. We were doing a shoot up there. I'm and sorry. Had... I'm sorry. Did you say tippy top? I, I put it. I did. <laughs> I said tippy top because it's not the top. What are you six? You can actually. I'm going to that tippy top, ah. man. I'm going. Yeah, we up at the tippy top. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, a little higher, the tippy top. That well, shit we is scary. There, and they have the they wait. Have a, what were you doing? Shooting something? Yeah, we were doing a shoot up there. But I mean, get... being on a helicopter pad is a different story than being on an observation deck. A fucking helicopter pad, it's wide open, right? There's nothing. Yeah, I would. I mean, I was like, that. I was frozen. Like, but uh, there's also nets to help you, but still, right. it doesn't fucking but matter. You, you don't like, want to. You, you think about stepping back. But there's no wall behind you. Yeah. There's nothing. And I was like, okay, I'm going to take two fucking pictures, get the fuck out of here. I don't give a shit. I'm down on the side thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's... there's. What uh, were you shooting? I was shooting something for when I when I worked for uh, Oprah Winfrey's network. Oh, okay. Sup, uh, Oprah? We did this guy. We did... I'll tell you. We <laughs> I got a good Oprah story. I will promote. You do? Yeah. All we right. did this guy had... Uh, we were doing this old doc series, and this dude uh, was this big black dude, um, and he had a place called Big Man Bakes. And this dude made cupcakes from scratch that were fucking phenomenal. And he told this story about, like, I, I was not even tell you about his meringue. <laughs> I was shooting <laughs> shit with him. But you had to get there early because they start making these cupcakes, like, before, like at 3.30 in the morning. That's his day starts. And I'm like, how do you get into that? He's like, well, I like this girl. And um, there was a time where she had a boyfriend, but I still really liked her. And on her birthday, she didn't get a cake. And... Um, She's like, I didn't get a cake on my birthday. He's like, well, I'm going to change that for you. So he went back to his place, and he made her cake, and he gave it to her. I was like, and it was good? He's like, it was fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, so I went and started learning how to do cupcakes. And then one time, he said I was at a work party. (laughs) And he brought his cupcakes. And people were just housing them. They're tearing them up. And then some, this one, this one, he said, this one black dude across the room goes, man, who made these cupcakes? And they were like, that dude over there. And he goes, oh, Big Man Bakes? And that's what he took his name from. It's called Big Man Bakes, dude. It's so good. That's awesome. It's right down by that old uh, downtown comedy club we used to do. It's not far from there. Yeah, but he had two locations, one also on the bottom of that building. So long story, we go up top. And man, the nets are there in case you get blown off and you know you can roll in one. But it's fucking. I was just like, nah. And just in Vegas, we were in Vegas. We were at this penthouse suite, and you walk out on this balcony, and yeah. it's no bigger than the little area we're sitting in. And there's nothing that way. And you're so high what do you mean up. There's and I was nothing like, that way. It's just there's all no railings. Well, it was a railing, but there's not. You know what I mean? There's you see nothing. desert. Yeah, it's all just you know, open. Yeah. And those dudes all went up. Four of them went up, and Josh did it. Uh, Byron Bowers, they jumped off that uh, stratosphere. Oh, hell no. Yeah. See, I, I won't of jump out of a plane. I don't think I could ever do it. I, I won't bungee jump. Like, I don't think I can do that. Kind of, that yeah. Certain heights freak me yeah. out. Yeah. But 15 feet, I got no problem. You know? Right. But Where everyone floor, else in the world, like, now. Floor right. to ceiling yeah. windows in top high rises, I literally have to sneak towards that to get a peek. I re- it really bothers me. Me too, man. Yeah. Yeah. It never used to. No. I really believe My that stomach, fucking day I Do you I get vertigo? I don't get vertigo. My stomach just, it, it's like turmoil. I just can't. It freaks See, me out. See, when I'm up like that, I get the, uh, the, like, the, my, I just start thinking, like, what if, dude? What if? You know, like, I'd want to kick that window out just to, just to, like, is it going to rip? And, like, like yeah. is wind going to be like, and then suck, you know what I mean? It starts getting to, like, a, like a little bit of a, you know. There's a term for that. I was just. Vertigo. No, well, uh, there's a, 
Baldinger said there's some some name. We were talking about it in Vegas where even though you're up there and you're like back against the wall, you're like, what would happen if I dove off this? Yeah, thing I right know. <laughs> you know that, that, <laughs> I think I'm Carlos Castaneda. Call the Void or something he said it was called. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's the Call ah, of the Void. <laughs> flap! Flap! <laughs> flap! He didn't flap. Um, wait, what's your Oprah story? Uh, I was working at a uh, for bartending at a bar restaurant in West Hollywood. It's no longer there. It was called Central. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where the Equinox Gym is now. It's like right at the heart of Hollywood. I mean, uh, Sunset Boulevard had amazing views of the city. So I was a bartender there. It was rented out for um, Chris Rock's 40th birthday party, which was two nights before he was hosting the Academy Awards. Okay. So they rented the whole place out. Everyone was there. No one was getting tips or whatever. It was like a flat fee. We were getting paid, but everything was free. It was a huge, you know, yeah. pre-Oscar, but his 40th birthday, you know, hosted by, at that point, Chris Rock's wife. <clears throat> so who's who in the black I, community is there, yeah. and who's who in Hollywood's there? I mean, it's pre-Oscars. Great party, but Oprah's there. And she comes up. She's like, could I have a Grey Goose martini, please? And I, so I made her Grey Goose martini. Then I made her another. Then I made her another. <laughs> Then I made her a fourth. That's Chicago and Baltimore right there, Oprah. And th- and she was chatting up like one of the Wayans, like the Damon, not Damon, um, Marlon. Uh-huh. Chatting up. No, not Marlon. What was the, <laughs> the Marlon, the one they Sean. teamed together. Sean. She was chatting him up, like, oh, getting off. I mean, and SW1. As I made the old fifth one, she spilled it all over herself. And her handler bodyguard came right up, handed me a hundred, and dragged her out the back door. That really? Was, that was it. But she had five fucking oh, Grey Goose martinis. Oh, out. Big ones. Yeah. <laughs> Love the show, Oprah! <laughs> hey, I don't think she's hey, ever Chris, been shy. She likes her stuff. But that was, you know, because what, what, what do they say woman. about martinis? One's not enough, but three or two. It's like a woman's breast. One's not enough, but three or two many. <laughs> the, she had I've her fifth. That. Yeah, well, martinis are like one is like such a great before a Two's nice meal. Good. Two's like yeah, you're moving, the, you're getting to that third, especially if you're doing gin. Yeah. Fuck that, yeah. vodka. I love starts a vodka to martini, spin your but brain. Gin. Oh, can you drink gin? No, I do not like gin because yeah. the I like it. I like it in like a uh, Negroni. Yeah, I love yeah. a good Negroni. Me too. But I I end up tasting it for hours, like burping it up. I can taste that junipery yeah. weirdness. Whatever. No, I'm not a gin guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, man, we're we're there. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for oh, coming. Dude, on. I appreciate it. We could have keep going. Know, <laughs> um, well, are you on social media or any of that? I, well, my my Instagram account, which is there open, go, yeah. it's Andrew Sicking. There you That's go. That's it. I mean, S-I-K- it's mostly my kids and my S I K K I N G. Andrew S I K K I N G. There you go. I'm open. It's you know, it's not that interesting. It's my kids and family and fun stuff, and well, certain things are cool, but. This yeah. is a lot of fun, man. This yeah. is a lot of fun. Dude, thank you so much. My yeah, pleasure. Thank you. Thank you guys rule. <laughs> this is the first you. time yeah, I've know. ever done this, and this was incredible. This was great. This was fun. Thank you. Uh, Feast Nation, as always, jlarsoncomedy.com, jlarsoncomedy on all social media. RyanSickler.com, Ryan Sickler on all social media. Talk to you all next Tuesday.